Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Under talked about, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I'm going to go. Under with the it. radar. Okay, under the radar. I liked under the talk. <laughs> under talked about <laughs> DBs in all of football. We need, a gra- <laughs> we need a graphic and animation. All right, time under now for talk- the under talked about DBs in football. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Chris Sims, and nobody butchers the English language quite like I do. Thank you very much. But I don't even one, know if that's butchering the English language. That's just dumb. You know what I know, but what I give say? you credit for? This is right. what I give you credit for. You say that. We've never heard that before. You just made that up, but everyone knows what it means, right? Yes. Under yes. talked about cornerbacks in football. I, I have a lot Clear. of those things. I know. This is a, this is a sim, simsism, <laughs> I guess, you could, to a degree. Yeah. You know, you're sweeping them under the radar. You're reading between the tea leaves, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to say. Under talked about. Under talked about. <laughs> and you now, got the point. <laughs> and it will become a thing now. Yeah, baby. Ahmed Farid's here. What's up, man? How are What's you? What's going on? I'm doing good. Championship Sunday was fun. You got to watch him from home. I got to watch him from home it was a blast it really was i enjoyed the day made a big fire cold winter day here in the northeast so that was awesome you know probably caught about i don't know 400 passes yesterday you know, because I got to play catch with my son at before the game, halftime, yep. after the game, halftime again. So you so, rush outside. Rush outside. Right after the final whistle of the first half. Oh, it's like, Dad, 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 get ready. Come on, hurry up, Dad. Put your shoes on. Be ready to go as soon as. Because, you know, he knows how quick that halftime is. But it was great. It is really he going to be a quarterback or a wide receiver? I think he wants to be a quarterback, I think. Yeah. He's a Sims, okay? Come I on. know. I'm just, I, you All know. Right, you know. Come on. You know what the family Usually, business is. Usually you got is. good hands, though. I do. I you could have been a wide receiver, maybe. Or maybe a tight end it if was. you put on some more weight. But but what a Super Bowl we got. We've got, well, this, so this is what it's been. Yeah. When there were eight teams, you said, these are the best eight teams. Right. And then when there were four teams, you go, we got the best four teams. Right. Did we get the best two teams, Did though? we get the best two teams? We definitely did. I, you I think agree. we did. We I, got the best two teams. I do. I think, uh, well, listen, I, I, you know, I picked these two teams to win this weekend. Yeah. Um, we, I think clearly we know Kansas City was better than Buffalo. Yes. So yep. that, that's not a discussion. The yeah. other game? There's maybe a little more discussion than I intended there to be, but I think, honestly, still, at the end of the day, Tampa Bay was the better football team. You know, that's all there is to it. And we'll break it down. I've watched a lot of that game back on film already. Not like deep dive, but I've watched all the big plays to deep dive into those and know the situations and everything like that. But, man, Brady, Mahomes, I mean, my old franchise, the Buccaneers, the Glazier family, I'm so happy for them. 
Um, I'm really happy for the Buccaneers in general. The Brady story is amazing. You know, to be playing their first the Super Bowl at home like that, yeah. that's special. Yeah. I mean, it really Which is. Which is a stat that you will hear yeah. probably 7,000 times between yeah, now and Yeah, I'm already sick of it, actually. It's crazy. I know. I was sick of it, and like the game had just ended. And I was like, all right, I've heard that three times now. And I will probably say it on the pod, and, and we will I'll be hosting the Super <laughs> And Jerome Bettis is from Detroit. Ever. It's like that whole thing again. It really is. <laughs> Pete's right. He got in the year. He's like, Super Bowl 40, when he was playing for the Steelers yeah. going home to Detroit, it's all we heard. This one, it's it's all we've yeah. heard really all weekend. Um, win one for the thumb. Win one for the thumb. Uh, but okay. we got to talk. Where do you want to start? So we'll, yeah, we'll get into, obviously, we're going to get into the Chiefs-Bills uh, game later on. Uh, we'll talk about some weird quarterback stuff going on, too, including with uh, Green Bay, the future of some of these quarterbacks yeah, we'll future talk about destinations. It. Sure. We'll talk about that. We bury the two teams that we lost here with Requiem for a team, so we'll bye get to bye. that. But this is where we start. Buccaneers and Packers. You've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You, wrote, you wrote a song for him. You've, you've sung it for years now. Yes. Are you finally willing to admit that Tom Brady is the rightful GOAT and Aaron Rodgers now has to take second fiddle to the greatness that was Tom Brady because he has done it again yes. for the first time in the NFC going to the Super Bowl. Listen, he's amazing. I know, you know, as usual, I know people think I'm a Brady hater, and, and, and I'm not. I'm really not. Do a I get sick of some Brady of the, disliker. Well, do I, I get sick of some of the people that always just talk and just make it about Brady, 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 like nobody else has ever helped him ever before. And that's where I fight back. It's really against those people, not necessarily against Tom Brady. He's amazing. He's the GOAT. He's just not the best quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, he's the GOAT. Yeah, sure. If you want me to say that, he's the GOAT. He's got all the hardware. There's no doubt about it. But I've seen better quarterbacks, okay? I'm just going to say it. That's the way I feel about it. But either way, what he did this year and for this team is impressive. There's no denying that. And, you know, he gave the team the confidence, what I said even in the show this morning, the confidence and the polish to get to this point where they are. And then I'll say this too. The way he came out playing early in the first quarter for a team that hasn't been there or done that, he comes out throwing strikes. Mm-hmm. Now you, whoa, whoa, we can win. Oh, first drive. We got Tom Brady. Third and long. That's what got I mean. Got it. Third boom, and long. Boom, got it. Boom, third and long. Three third and longs. Three got third and logs. Three awesome throws all there. That sets the tone for your football team, right? So all those things are amazing. He's the clutchest quarterback I've ever seen. I've never seen a quarterback do it as good as he has that consistently for as long as we've seen. That's I don't debate that either. Mm-hmm. So there's that. This That's all you're going to get from me. Brady, yeah. well, because there always is. There always is. But <laughs> there's some praise in this game too that we'll we'll get into it. Where I hear at like when I get done watching games yesterday, I turn on TV, and see this is what makes me into a Brady hater, Ahmed, mm-hmm. because that's I I this is where I turn on talk shows and things and people talk about like. He saved the day, and he was the man, and he was the reason they won, and he did it over Rodgers. And that's where then I become, wait, no, that's not reality. That's hot take bullshit right there, and I'm going to start talking to reality now as we break this game down. So let me give you the line of Tom Brady. He was 20 of 36, right? 280 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, right? That's his line. Yeah. If you had told me a year ago that that was the line of – Jameis Winston, sure. I would have said, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. You know, some big plays, a lot of yards, and some bonehead picks. Yeah. And what would we have been saying after the game? The Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl you know, despite 
Jameis Winston. Yeah. We, it's exactly what we'd be saying. I, I know. We would not be saying, oh, he is. He carried the team. If we saw that stat line and that exact game, really, if we right. saw that exact sure. game from Jameis Winston, we'd be like, yeah, he makes some great plays, makes some dumb plays. Luckily, they got a good enough team that could make but, up for it. But it's all the good plays and things he did in December, though, that put them in the position to at least be in the spot that I don't think Jameis Winston could have done. That's right. Sure. So that's where we'll argue sure. for Brady, even though you're right. Yesterday... It was the tale of two halves, really. I mean, the first half was really damn good. Um, the second half was not really damn good. And that's what we'll break into it. But either way, I do think the Bucks are here because of Brady, as we yes. know. And, yes, he didn't mismanage and make as many bad mistakes during the season as the Jameis Winston did. So they had a fight to be 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 or 9-7 and seven or whatever it is. Yeah, he had a few slip-ups here and there, but he was, for the most part, consistent all the way through, and that led to the 11-5. and five. And then, yeah. hey, let's get into the playoffs. And, okay, we didn't play our best game against Washington, but, hey, you still played good, and we played good, and we got a little bit better. Okay, we didn't play our best game against the Saints, but we still got good, you did good, and we got a little bit better, and then that leads you to this moment. And, yeah, it wasn't his best team day, but the team was ready yeah. for the moment, too. So I want to get to the end of the game. Yeah. But first, this one comes from Chubster82. Right. Said, what has Brady got to do for you to realize he's the greatest of all time? So from this point forward, what would he need to do for you to flip the script? Well, Plato 50, I, win five more Super Bowls? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, I have so much respect. I, I really I get it. respect him, love him. I understand that you just, who was our guy there that just asked Chubster82. Chubster82. I've seen him on my Twitter feed before and all that. I mean, Chubster, he's the GOAT, okay? But only from a hardware standpoint. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the game. I'm yeah. not. You're never going to hear that out of my mouth. You know? And to me, let's just start right there. Yesterday is the microcosm of both of their careers. Here we go. Okay? This is, it's really is. It almost says it all. I mean, here's Brady's third playoff game with three interceptions. And he wins them. All three, he's won. He's thrown three interceptions in three playoff games. He's won. First this, to ever do that. First to in ever do NFL it. NFL playoff history. But, but Aaron Rodgers is the first to ever lose three, three games with throwing three touchdown passes and one or less interceptions. So there, there, you, there you go with that. This is Brady's at least his fourth Super Bowl appearance, okay? I'm, I'm on full Brady hater mode right now, so you can hear it. I'm just throwing – these aren't <laughs> haters. This is – these are stats, and this is re reality. It's not hater when you're telling the truth, mm -hmm. okay? This is fourth championship game where he's been outplayed by the other team's quarterback, and he gets to go to the Super Bowl. You know, you talk about this game yesterday. You talk about Mahomes two years ago. Brady threw one touchdown, two interceptions. They went to the Super Bowl. Talk about um, the Ravens. They beat the Ravens to go to the play of the Giants in 2011. This one touchdown, two interceptions. He gets to go play the Super Bowl. The Chargers, 2007 AFC Championship game. He throws three interceptions. They get to go to the Super Bowl. So, again, here was the game yesterday. And I know, yep, I love Aaron Rodgers. Deal with it. I don't know what else to tell you. He's the best I've ever seen, all right, to this point. But here's one guy who had to play perfect. He couldn't play a 97 game or a 98 game. He had to play a 100 game. For his team to maybe win the game, mm -hmm. here's another guy where the team is literally going, hey, if you just play your 80%, we're going to win. Oh, wait, you're playing a 65% game? Don't worry, we'll win anyways. And there's a difference there. So 
I don't know when he'll be able to say it. I just wear my heart on my sleeve, and that's what jumps out to me more than anything. And watching the film back of the game, Amin, I feel even stronger and more emboldened to say that stuff right now. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to argue that Brady has better weapons around him, better offensive weapons. You think? Um, Devontae Adams had 15 targets. I mean, he, basically Aaron Rodgers has got It's one guy. Him. And he dropped a touchdown pass. He that did, was a huge moment him. of the game, right? So let's go to the end of the game first. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's go you lead to, the the, show here. to the big. Well, I mean, uh, that, I, I, I did not anticipate you getting that fired. I knew you'd get fired yeah, up I about Brady and Rodgers. It's, it's, it's not it about Brady level. and Rodgers. It's about the crap I hear on TV and radio everywhere. I can't take it. I can't take it. So, sorry. Okay. All, All right. right. That's, everyone's that's, on notice. Yeah. If you're going to ask Chris about... It's Brady not about Brady or Rodgers. I love them, but you just better not come with some stupid fucking take with me because then I'm going to throw real facts at you. So what do you think about this take at the end of the game with uh, LaFleur and the now controversial yeah. fourth and goal? Because so, I think like, you do have the two narratives. You have the Brady and the Rodgers, and right. Brady's done it again. You got that narrative, and then you have the other narrative that is LaFleur stole what could have been a great finish from us. Well, uh, okay, go by, ahead. It was third and goal. Yep. From the eight, um, Rodgers could have run it there. Perhaps there's some open, Maybe. open grass. Right. And if he does that, they probably do go for it. Yeah. On fourth down, if That's it's fourth right. and two, even if he doesn't get fourth in, and three, exactly. they're probably going to go. You're right. Exactly. I think right. Lafleur even said that fourth and eight made it a difficult choice. To, yes. to go for it there because I will say, and to steal one of your phrases, you know, I looked at the rule book. Rodgers could have scored. First and goal from the eight, second goal from the eight, or third and goal from the eight. Exactly that is right. allowed to. They were allowed to, to right? To not get to a fourth and exactly. goal from the eight. But what was your your gut when they sent the field goal unit out there? My gut is I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I don't think, again, I'm not – like, I understand the logic a little. I get it. Their defense had been playing – made turnovers, right? They had stopped the Bucks, But I think there's more to it than just that. You know, first off, I think you have to go, wait, did we stop the Bucks, or did one guy just make some really stupid decisions and give us the ball? Yeah. And I would go, that was the first thing, because they didn't really stop him. They moved the ball down, and he just made some bad decisions. So that would be the first thing I would say. Second of all, there's just no guarantee you're going to get down there, down there. You just went the two series before, and it was three and out, three and out, where you couldn't move the ball a lick against this defense. So now you're down there, you've got to take your chance. All right, now, if you don't make it, okay, let's just say that. They're pinned back in their own area, mm -hmm. still with just a one-score lead. And they're going to have to manage the game in some sort of a safe fashion when you're backed up in your own end zone. They're not just going to be like, oh, let's go for it. No risk it, no biscuit. No, it's going to make them change, or at least I'd like to think it would. But at the very least, it's an eight-point lead, and there's a little more than two minutes, and you got Aaron Rodgers, and – with all due respect, you got the GOAT on the other side, the guy who's got more rings and been in this damn situation more than anybody. Chances are he's going to close it out. Chances are. I would have bet money that when he got the ball back that they were going to get the first down and close it out. All right? So I guess that's where I got the issue with it. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the gut was like, go for it. You know, right. this is the end of the this is your it's season. It. you got it's Aaron Rodgers. You're right. The other team has Tom Brady who – can get a first down, and that's all they really needed. Right. You know, one or two first you downs. You back them up. Maybe you put more pressure on them by not making it, too. Yeah. So now maybe they do run it all three downs, and you have the timeout, and now you get the ball back in pretty good field position, and maybe you have a chance again. But you do look at the numbers, and I know you love looking at the analytics side of it. Uh, it was pretty even if they went by win probability and how often a team was gets. Was it? Yeah, it was. I'm shocked, How, how often a team gets 
uh, converts a fourth down and eight. Because when you think about it, okay, they had to get a fourth and eight, right? right? Fourth and goal there, which they weren't able to do the first three. No. So what do they have? Like a 30% chance of getting that? Then you got to get the two-point conversion. Yeah. What do you got? Like a 50% chance of getting that? And even if you do both of those, you're still in a tie game. Yeah. And you're going to overtime. Or Tom Brady has two minutes right. to drive so down, down the field and get him into field, field goal. goal range. Right, right. So even if everything goes right and you right. go for it, I'll bet you still the numbers favored Tampa to win that game. What did the probability go to, though, once they made the field goal? I just wonder what it was like after. Like, where did it sway to yeah, at that well, point? And Pete's yeah. going to look it up. But I just – I'm interested. Either way, listen, like I said, I don't I don't look at it. I think – It I, wasn't like one of these things like, oh, he robbed us of what – like, it was just like we would have liked not. to have seen it, but it was defensible. It was There was, it was defensible. thing. There, it is defensible. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I don't think you would have done it either. No. You go down swinging with your best punch, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He's the guy that got you there. Now, listen, I know they had struggles. They didn't. They got held to a field goal. We just mentioned that earlier in the game. Red zone wasn't easy for them necessarily. So I think there was, there was that concern there yeah. too. Um, Which it had been this season. They were very good in the red very zone. Very good. And you got to give credit to Tampa here. That's, stopping them. That's Tampa's – you know, Tampa deserves a ton of credit. You know, that's why I was going to say, like, people saying, oh, LaFleur robbed us. No, no, no. LaFleur didn't rob us of anything right there. There is no. The, the Packers robbed us. The Packers robbed us in many different opportunities throughout that football game. They blew it in every play that was a 50-50 type play, okay? Tampa won it almost throughout the football game, other than a few plays where Rodgers made plays. Other than that, it was Tampa's day across the board. You know, and then, you know, Tampa just being the bigger, more physical team, the team that lends itself to playing freer in this type of game and environment. Yeah, Bruce Arians type teams. It's like Andy Reid. They don't care. It's no risk it, no biscuit. We're going to pray. We're, we're coming out to make plays. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to throw our body around. The emotions of the game to me yesterday were very apparent that there was more of a physicality and a craziness to the Buccaneers than there was to the Packers, I yeah. thought, watching it. I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought they were clearly the bigger, more physical football team on the field, too, and that showed. Well, they um, just have more yeah. playmakers. That's you know, really and, and what I already is. mentioned on the offensive side, but you look at the defensive side, and White and David and Sue. It's just like more guys. Barry, who are, JPP. It, exactly. We didn't even You're hear right. Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith yesterday. I yeah. literally got done with the show today, and I texted Pete. I said, you know, I mean, just to speak to it, because we didn't get to hit everything on the game today, I just said, you know, think about it. We never even, their names weren't even talked about yesterday. They yeah. were not factors. They're supposed to be on the level of JPP and Shaq Barrett, mm-hmm. and they were not. They were clearly outclassed in that department. But I think you said it. That's exactly right. It's a team that's got studs all over the field in Tampa Bay, and yeah. they made big plays and, um, you know, just played a, played a game of no fear where I feel like they played not, you know, they played to win, and the Packers kind of played a game not to lose overall. Per PFF, and yeah. Pete put this note in there about Brady, he was pressured on just five of his 37 dropbacks, 13%. Yeah. Uh, he was 0 for 4 with an interception and a sack on those plays when he was pressured. So we talked about it in the Washington game. Right. Keeping him upright was going to be a huge priority. Right. They were able to do it then, able to do it in this game. So uh, a lot of credit to the offensive line no there. No doubt. They're, for, uh, they're beasts. Tampa. They're beasts. They are. They can, and, and, and to even speak to that point even more, Ahmed, they're beasts. This is when you know a team's a beast, and this is when I like watching like, these kind of teams. They, they ran one run play the whole game. They ran one, two run plays, excuse me. They had one play where they pulled a guard at one point. The rest of the game, they ran one play. They just said, 
fuck you. We're just going to come straight. And our guy's going to go straight. Yeah. And if you punch in too much, he'll bounce outside. But if there's a little hole, he's just going to yeah. smash it in there. Which at the end of the game was a little curious because it was like setting up second and eight. I know. Like every, I know. <laughs> but they were going to stay every, patient with it. They, they did. That's what they are. They yeah. want to run the ball, impose their physicality, and then Brady's going to make big throws you know, off of that with max protection, like you're saying, or play action pass or anything like that. So, um, yeah. But, but, like, there's just so many major points to hit on in the football game. I don't even know. I'm like I'm like flabbergasted so in my here, brain. Let me let me go to when end of the first half. Let me go. No, let's not do that yet. Yeah, okay. We'll do that in a second because that it. one was. I I still don't understand what happened. Nobody there. does. Uh, let's do end of the game once Brady gets the ball back. Yeah. A lot being made okay. of the defensive cool. pass interference. Right. By uh, by King, Kevin King. I think we have a, a picture of it, Kristen, of the undershirt pull. And these are. I'll tell you what, is that like a normal undershirt, or are we talking like some Under Armour spandex? Well, that's what kind of shirt. I mean, it's a long white T-shirt or a long, you know, dry fit type of Nike shirt or whatever that is. That's a you know, the N- that, that's, This used to not be allowed in the NFL. When you you used to have to tuck in your undershirts. Oh. You weren't allowed to do well, this. Maybe they let this go. You can maybe. see how Green Bay, nobody else has a shirt hanging out of there. Yeah. You know, they, but, but no, they let this go this day and age. Because it's so tempting to pull by the defender, and then once he pulls it, you can draw the penalty right there. What? But, th- I mean, that picture alone, it, it is. It's like, not interference. Was it, was it catchable? I don't know. It's hard to say because once you alter a uh, receiver's route, uh, it becomes – I don't think it was a well-thrown ball, and you mentioned the same thing to me before, before we started No, it was, it, was un- it, was, it was uncatchable, the ball. I mean, he missed the throw. The ball – the guy was not, going this if way. If he's not he interfered with, field, he doesn't catch that there's ball. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Brady, Brady missed the throw completely. But – I have no problem with the call. I don't. You know, listen, in the game, all right, well, this is, this is my only problem with the throw. One little problem. It's just that, like, nothing was called all game. Nothing. I mean, nothing. They let them play. They weren't going to interfere in what was going on in the field. And then they picked that play to jump in? Uh, Chris Purr says classic Tom Brady effect. Refs were allowing minimal contact like that all game but throw the latest flag ever seen when the game is on the it line. It is very late, which is weird, too. Like, the guy in the center field, you could see it on the coach's film. He is he, – he – ball hits the ground. He literally goes like this three times, waves incomplete, then grabs his flag and throws it. Hmm. I've never really seen that. That was weird to me. Usually guys are already pulling at their thing and right. looking ready to throw, and they throw it, and then they run in and wave incomplete. That, to me, tells me he wasn't sure what to do, whatever it was. Either way, for even a game like this where they were letting things go, okay, I still think that was too egregious to not call it. I don't know. I, I know Pete. I don't know if Pete necessarily agrees with me. I don't know what you agree with me there. That's a tough one. But that was very just, just tough. Because, it was very yes. egregious. Well, let, let, Kristen, do you have those photos from earlier in the game, too, where the, the Bucks the other defense are, are holding yeah. on here? So, yeah, I mean. So this bothers so me. The fact that, that that this was on the interception right this here. This is the interception before the half. Huge turning point right. in the game. Right. But this might be the turning point, honestly. It could be. In the, in the entire game. Yes. Um, and that is pass interference. This is pass interference. Yep. But this is, say, this is the third down, second last drive. He throws a crosser to Lazard. Yep. And, 
I mean, that, that was pretty bad, too. He's going to have room to run away from this guy if he doesn't get pulled like that. Either way, he should have caught the ball. Rodgers threw an unreal throw, and Lazard put his hands the wrong way. He put them, like, you know, this way instead of, like, this. And that was an issue. But, yes, keep going, uh, Amin. I think – and then we have Devin White on Devontae Adams here releasing into the end zone. This uh, is the third and goal third where goal. he's going to get the ball where Rodgers could have ran maybe, right? Right. Right? Which, let's listen, on, just on this play, just so we hit on that, third and goal. Rodgers, if he ran up into the hole here mm. on this play and just right away said, I'm going to yes. run it. Kristen, I think we have the dots for this play. Do we too. have the dots? Yeah, for we'll, the Rodgers we'll, we'll third and goal. That. Yeah, right. let's say Because you made a good point yeah. on this, yeah. Well, I think if he's like if – he, if, if he started to run and just tucked it right away and ran – Yes, I think he might have scored. But as he's moving up here, and this is where, you know, we can't see all the details here, he's still looking and pumping downfield. Mm-hmm. So, okay, pump, pump. Now he throws it. Like, the fact that he was pumping and doing all that, and then if he tried to tuck it and run, I don't think he gets in. I don't. I think Sue is going to get him from behind, who's, who's hit full speed. And I think JPP is going to be right there around the two- or three-yard line, too, to get him. It's going to be close. Like I said, I think if, if he right from the get-go went, wait, I'm stepping up, I'm tucking, and I'm running, okay, I think maybe he gets. But that's not the way he plays. It's like, you know, it's Mahomes, yeah. it's Rodgers. They move up in the pocket, and they try to beat you with their arm first, and then, oh, wait, nothing's there, and then I'm going to run. And I think after he got done, you know, doing this and this, and then he thought, ooh, maybe I should run, I think he realized, oh, crap, I'm not going to make it, so let me try to throw a quick one yeah. in there. Yeah. And that was, that was that. Yeah, if he had run – he would have gotten at least a couple of yards. Yes. They'd probably go for it right. is, the, is the point there. But to button up the other point yes, let's go back on, to it. on the pass interference, right. like I, I would be more upset if I was a Packer fans on all the pass interferences that were not caught instead of the one they're called, instead of the one that was called. On, you know what I mean? It's like that. I'm sorry. It, pass interference is pass interference. Just because it wasn't called earlier in the game, it still was Kevin King's pulling on the jersey. I'm sorry. That's pass interference. I agree. Now, I, I am upset yeah. that we didn't get some of those calls some of those earlier calls in the game. I agree. Yes. I agree. I'm more upset about that than I am about the, the final. I, I agree with though. that, too. And, I, and listen, if you had to just say who got the short stick of all that stuff, I would say Green Bay, obviously. Yeah. I think there was more plays on Green Bay's offense where you went and got, oh, that looked like they were holding him there. I mean, mm-hmm. we just showed a handful, and there's a few others. But the, the big one, okay, so we're, we both have agreed that we're okay with that being called. It was egregious Correct. that Kevin King reached like that. Yeah, sorry, the guy had a long T-shirt on, and that exposed it even more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, very stretchy T-shirt. Right, but Suspicious. either way, that was egregious, and mm-hmm. I have no problem with that being called. But I think the point is just, yeah, it's a little annoying because the game wasn't called that way, and there was probably one or two egregious ones on Tampa Bay yeah. that were not called. And specifically – Let's go back to the first picture of the interception throw to Murphy Bunting because that was a huge moment in the game. Yep. It's 14 to 10, all right? You know, Rodgers throws this ball in the fourth quarter down the middle on the same coverage, the same coverage and hits, I believe it was, I want to say Valdez Scantling down the middle maybe a a little later um, on in the game. But, you know, you see this right here. And this is, is, if you're watching – Murphy Bunting at this point is he's already pulling himself into the coverage spot. He is before this, his arm was even extended and he was trailing even more. Mm. He was he was beat. So this is him now. I've pulled the guy back and allowed myself to make a break on the ball. That's where it's bad. And that's where, like, if you're Aaron Rodgers or a Green Bay fan, you wake up this morning and you probably throw up in the toilet because you feel like you got ripped off. You know, that that so 
You have that mm -hmm. right there. Where if you complete that pass, you're at the 50-yard line. And there might get 30 a, seconds left. Might get, get a 14, 13 halftime. Right. Exactly. exactly right. But either way, the double whammy was that it got intercepted. Lazard couldn't even make a play on the ball because he was pulled off. So he couldn't even try to break it up because he was pulled off balance. But then, of course, we know what happens after that. Mm -hmm. It becomes first, second, first, second down, third down. No. We're going to punt the ball. Oh, yeah. wait, we're going to come back out. Which was a great call, which I, I think we need to give them a lot of credit, Tampa Bay, because they had pulled you great know, call. T Tom off the field. Great call. They were going to punt because there were, what, eight seconds left? Yeah, eight seconds left. So it was a great call. Well, it was eight seconds going into the last play where he throws the touchdown. Yep. So, but they have the fourth and four, all right? Yep. I want to back it up to a play before because uh -huh. it's another example of Green Bay shitting down their leg, all right? Brady throws an interception on the right sideline. The safety, it's, it's second down. It, 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 it's third down, excuse me. It hits him in both hands. He's got four feet of room. The half's over right there. Mm. Instead, he missed it, the easiest interception of his year. They convert the fourth down. And then the next play, Green Bay decides to call the dumbest defense in the history of conference championship football. So that brings us to our film deep dive presented by Applebee's. Chris calls it the dumbest what? The dumbest this defense in conference championship history. <laughs> I mean, Chris has gone through the – he's a historian. We, we all know this. You, you remember a lot I'm of I'm pretty plays. good. You really right, do. Right. Uh, so if you're calling this the, the dumbest defense ever, I tend to believe you. Uh, so here, yeah, here's the situation. You got Please. like eight seconds left. It is fourth down on this one. You figure if you don't get it, and this is why I thought it was genius. You know, right. like, wow, if you don't give it, you give the Packers a chance. Well, yeah, with three seconds from the right. fifty. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. It's right. like what's what That's are they going to do? Nothing. There? Not, not a big. It's it's the the reward is worth the risk. There is what yes. you're telling Bruce Arians, which I agree with you hundred percent. But here's the here to set it up even more. Right. Tampa has no timeouts anymore. Right. So the idea that they're going to throw a five or ten yard pass and call timeout and set up a 50-something yard field goal, you can't do it. You'd have to throw it to the sidelines, which, by the way, the formation, they were all bunched in, so there was no way they were going to get to the sideline in time anyway. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah, tell us, take us so through the play. they get the fourth and four conversion. They call the timeout, right? Leonard Fournette, great play by Brady, gets it off, has a little pressure, throws it. Fournette kind of in between two guys, catches it and rolls, first down. Right. Now we got the play, right? Eight seconds left. You said it. There's no timeouts. This is where I don't understand Green Bay's thought process at all. So I guess they're playing a defense to take away the middle of the field a little bit. But why? Like you just said it. No timeouts. If they throw a six-yard completion over the middle, they're, the, the, half's the, the half's over. The half is over. Now, what's the one thing you don't want to happen? All right? And what don't, happened? Don't play it. Well, yeah. And don't, <laughs> don't play it yet. But the, don't play it yet. Just, but this, if you look at this right here, this is a defense, which this is what's the weirdest part about it all. It's a defense that allows an offense to throw a ball outside and stop the clock. That's what I don't understand. They literally played a defense like, hey, did you guys want five more yards to throw it out of bounds and get better field goal position? Sure, we'll let you do that. But, I, I mean, Brady must have dropped back. Arians just said, the hell with it, take a shot. Because they ran go routes on both sides. And he's got Mike Evans on the right side if he wanted to throw it to him. Now play it, Pete. He drops back. They keep in Gronk to max protect. They keep Fournette in. Max protect. I, I don't know. I guess Kevin King was anticipating some sort of out route to do that either way. Great. Let him throw the out route. 
I don't know. We don't give up touchdowns to, to not give up eight-yard completions. I don't understand that. So the play was wrong. The messaging that you send to your defense with the defensive play call is wrong. And I just – that to me was one of the, you know, confusing moments of the game. There was a number of moments with Green Bay, player-wise, coach-wise, whatever you want to say, where you just go, I don't understand what they're doing there. Why would you play that defense in that moment? It makes no sense in any capacity yep. as far as managing that situation. Makes no sense. 39-yard yeah. touchdown, 21-10 to 10 at the half. Huge. Great And throw. then you go into the second half. Yeah. And what is it, third play? Yes. It was the, yeah, third Shallow play of the cross. second half. Right. Jordan Whitehead, big hit on Aaron Jones, who took a couple of big hits he in did, the game. He did, both from Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, and I think he fumbled both, both of them. them. Right, right. Um, and I felt bad for him. I was like, yeah, you got to hold on to the ball, but I don't think any human could have held on to the ball in either one of those situations. Uh, Devin White recovers, first play after. He got an eight-yard touchdown Bam. to Cameron Bray. Boom. Trouble. It is 28 to 28-10, but that is also the point where this idea of momentum died as well because yes. everything indicated from that point, it's like, wow, the Bucks have the lead, right. they have the momentum, but everything from that point forward for another quarter and a half was all Green Bay. It was. It was really impressive by the Packers' offense. Aaron Rodgers kicked it into gear. Um, they go through, eight play, 75-yard drive to score with the eight-yard Tunyon. It, it, was, it was the point in the game where it was like, wow, this game is over. And that is exactly the point where the Packers looked like the Packers. No doubt. It's like they kind of just get, okay, let's play to win. They stopped trying to, like, manage the game or whatever. They just got aggressive and stopped, like, hey, let's just throw it all at them and let number 12 drop back and throw the ball and make some plays. You know, and I think that's where they did get their momentum, let alone, you know, just like at everything. It, it, it's a weird situation in the football world. When you go up 28 to 10, Two things happen. Defensive coordinators go a little bit like, oh, I don't want to take too many chances. And offensive coordinators go, we're going to lose, so I'm just going to call every play that I like. I don't care. I, it's first down. We're attacking. I don't, the hell with that run play I was going to run off, whatever. Throw yeah. it. And it, so it's like a double whammy on both sides. And, yeah, they found tremendous rhythm on that side of the ball. It wasn't easy. You know, even the next series, it was a 13-play drive, 68-yard drive. Yeah. But, you know, it was – Good enough protection, and they just ran a lot of different concepts and things like that, and Rodgers got, you know, going into a rhythm, like you said. But what happened is they make it 28-23. They get the ball two times, down 28-23. And really, the, the, the biggest thing I can say is, yeah, the Bucks had a good game plan, like on the Aaron Jones fumble, right, that you talk about at the half. They yeah. were ready for those pick crossers all game. They weren't going to let Rodgers and them. They showed two man, right? Two man. The safeties will be deep. It's man underneath. Rodgers is smart. He gets the plays. and Okay, we'll pick underneath, and I'll throw one of those, and we'll get a third and six and get seven or eight yards for a first down, right? Well, they made it seem like two man, but they came down and just looked for the crossers. And those. It's like they yeah. knew Green Bay would go to those plays, and that led to the whitehead hit and doing all of that, uh, the big plays for, for their team altogether. But the big thing was, Ahmed, just to wrap it up on this side of the ball, the Bucks D line just they dominated the fourth quarter for the most part, and especially those two series where the Packers had a chance to have the ball and go take a lead. The Bucks D line made a play in every one of those series to kind of throw the drives off kilter, and you know, and then of course Brady and them got the ball back and kicked the field goal, and really put the pressure on them at the end. So let me button that up. Yeah. That was the film deep dive presented by Applebee's. 
And on the touchdown at the end of the first half, so, uh, there's so much that happened. I'm like, my brain can't handle there's all so the things, things that happened in this game. Listen, there's, uh, let me just. The more we get into it, the more I'm like, wow, we have to get into this part of the game, too. It's like, there's so much. There's so many things. I mean, there's, there's, why are we playing so much man to man on the first drive of the game early on in the game? Kevin King, what's he doing playing the ball on the first touchdown? That was unbelievable. I mean, you have that aspect of it. You have how things shook out at the end of the first half. You're right about that. The fumble, you know, at the start of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. You know, the mismanagement at the end of the football game and stuff like that with Matt LaFleur and all of that. But really, on the field, though, in every big moment like we talked about, the Bucks made the play for the most part. Yeah. They really did. So let me throw this one at you. Caleb Beard yeah. says, why weren't the pass concepts getting open consistently for the Packers? Because there were times after Tom Brady throws the interception, you go, Aaron Rodgers got the ball yeah. after a pick. Right. They didn't convert. They, there were some times, they, I think they had, what, two possessions late two. where they could have gone ahead on either one of them, right. and they did not. Right. So Caleb Beard wants to know what the Bucks did there to, to stymie um, the Packers because they were without – Two of their safeties, yeah. two of their starting safeties. They, they played very good man-to-man coverage throughout. They did a really good job. There's no doubt about that. The biggest thing is, like I just, I kind of laid it out there, though. It, it's the pass, the, the pass rush. Yeah. You know, those two drives you're talking about, okay? You know, there's, all right, it's, 20, it's 28-23. Green Bay gets the ball. First down, he throws an incomplete pass to Devontae Adams. Second down, he throws the ball to Jamal Williams for five yards. Third down, he's got no chance. He gets sacked by Shaq Barrett, who runs over the right tackle. End of drive. It had nothing to do with coverage or anything there. It's just it doesn't matter. You're going down when you get pressured like that. So there goes that drive. Tampa Bay goes three – or no, Brady throws the interception. And then we have Rodgers sacked at the Green Bay 24 for zero yards. Mm-hmm. Rodgers incomplete deep right to Valdez Scantling. And then Rodgers incomplete short to Alan Lazard, right? And – the, even the sack to the – I don't remember which play that was, but pass rush was part of the issue there too is what I was getting, getting to. One of those was a play-action pass where he's got Devontae Adams deep and Valdez Scantling coming on a crossing route. And the ball that he was throwing it and it got tipped in the air just as he was throwing. Do you remember that in like the early fourth quarter? It fell into no man's land. Nobody yeah. got it or anything like yeah. that. I mean, he's got Valdez Scantling wide open for a 25-yard completion. I mean, wide but the pass rush got there, and he didn't allow him to throw the ball cleanly. Let's throw a damn okay yeah. out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while we're heaping praise on them. Kristen, yeah. do, we have, do we have the music? I always like a little musical interlude in uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Damn. Okay. I'm okay. Damn. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambolizing. Oh, baby. I am Chris Sims. I'm okay. Damn. Okay. We needed that to take a deep breath here. This one comes from Mehmet305, and he's talking about my guy. Bowls in this house. There's Todd Bowls in this house. There's Todd Bowls in this house. Certified freak. Yeah. Seven days a week, at right. least on Sundays, for Todd Bowles here. <laughs> Defensive coordinator for the Bucks. He goes, the, his defense came ready for battle, especially after the Brady turnovers. They reached another level, which it is. They gave up six points off those three turnovers Conversely, Tampa scored 14 off a couple turnovers for for Green Bay. They had better field position when they got those turnovers, though. 
Um, but do you give some credit to Todd Bowles? Because it was a little more, they were getting the pressure. They didn't need to be necessarily as aggressive with right. it because they were able to get it naturally yeah, with the, front with the four, individual right. play of the right. front four. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, but, but that was, uh, to me, the approach was just right. Like, hey, my front four is good. I'm going to let them do a lot of work, and I'm just going to throw a splash of a fifth blitzer in there every now and then. And it was the right combination for what they were trying to do. You know, I, I think overall he had a pretty good feel for how Green Bay was trying to attack him. And I think the thing I'm giving most credit for is, you know, let his guys play. He trusted his DBs. He, mm-hmm. they, they played a lot of man-to-man in the football game. And just he went, I, I trust you. Here we go. You know, of course, that's what led to Valdez Scantling catching a 50-yard touchdown pass and things like that. But okay, you know, like we talk about, you can't take away everything. The other team's got players too. They're going to make some plays. But overall, I thought his approach on the defensive side of the ball was the right approach. He let his front four do the work. You know, he, he didn't give Rodgers and company too many easy, like, zone completions. Oh, you can just pick us apart. And, you know, he put some pressure on his DBs, and his DBs answered the bell for sure. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And so for the first time ever, I don't know if you've heard this, a team will be playing in its home stadium. We'll yo, oh, yo, the Super Bowl. Oh, the Pirates life for me. So we have to finish this with the talk of Aaron Rodgers yeah. in the future mm-hmm. in Green Bay because he seemed despondent afterwards. And why wouldn't he be? He just lost a huge game against Tom Brady, a game where he felt like he probably played pretty well. But uh, some unfortunate circumstances, uh, you're going home. And you did not reach the Super Bowl. You lost in the championship game once again. What's your what's your gut telling you on how this works out at least next year? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer when next season begins? I don't think it's a definite. I don't think it's a definite. I mean, like, if you made me bet one or the other, I would probably say yes. But I don't know. I just feel like there's trouble brewing. Mm. I do. Let's hear. Let's 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 take a hear about it. Exactly yeah, what he I said. Say. Yeah. What he said after the game yesterday. So how do you go on from here? I mean, you kind of hit up some of the realities a minute ago. So how do you go on from here? How do you how do you take the next step? Yeah, but that's a good question. I, I don't know. I really don't. 
there's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. And they just I'm gonna have to take some time away for sure and and clear my head and just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's uh it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change, that's the only constant in this business. Mm. He was he was ready to say that. He he wanted you could kind of tell he wanted to talk about his future and he wanted to kind of make it seem uncertain, which I, I, don't I think it. it is here. I don't doubt it. I mean, he's you know, he's out of this world smart, you know, mm-hmm. like like a lot of the good quarterbacks are. He's 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 a thinker. Does he, he have reason to be upset you know, with what they puh, did with Jordan Love? Puh, puh, what? I mean, to me, yesterday is the it's, it epitomizes all of it. It's him carrying the squad, team doing nothing for him as usual. But in their defense, right. he goes, you just had an MVP season. You didn't need another wide receiver. Yeah, that's see? right. Yeah, great. You got an MVP season. You, you, yep. you guys are just leaving Super Bowl trophies out there for everybody else to have, though. So, it's the dumbest crap ever. Really, I don't know what else to say. First off, he is, he's heartbroken. His soul's broken. He's very smart. He realizes the scope of what everybody's talking about today. Every, I mean, we, we just talked about everybody. Brady's awesome. Rodgers sucks. That's all, we're, that's all everybody's going to say, mm-hmm. which is like just a bunch of bull crap, as we know. He severely outplayed Tom Brady in the football game. Yeah, there's no other way to say that. He did. But he's going to lose once again, you know. And here it is. What is this, his fifth championship game loss, right? You know, he's only been in one championship game, and I'll say it, and I'll say it every time, where he's been on the better team, and that was the one he won. I mean, there's no, been no other championship game where his team is even in the class of the other team they're playing. This one was probably the closest. Okay. And Kyle Wilson says the number five seed in the conference is a better team than the number one seed? Yeah. I know. I, I'll, I but it, I've been, <laughs> I I've been saying were. that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't. I mean, listen, you can a go back. can go on the road and win where they won yeah. in the postseason. You can go back good. to week six or seven. I mean, Pete will back me up. I, I was saying then, man, there's, when the Bucks play good, they look like they might be the best team in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, this, you just said the skill positions. Yep. It's not even close. It's not even close. I heard somebody in the pregame go, Green Bay might have as good a skill position, guys, as Tampa Bay. I turned it off at that moment and said, I'll be back during kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Because I just said, I can't watch that. That's the dumbest comment ever. Did you turn your dad back on, though? Or no, did you just that was, it was the, the other channel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that, that's insane. So, okay. What do you want? I don't even know what to say. He's so sick of the organization letting him down. And he's probably at a point of just going, I'm just sick of supporting them and they don't support me. He's looking at Brady with all the weapons. He's looking at Mahomes with all the weapons. And they drafted nothing to help them out in this football game. They're in the Super Bowl window. The day of we're going to draft a quarterback for the future and let him mature, that shit is over. Sorry, that is so 1988. It's disgusting. Get out of here. We're, we're seeing young quarterbacks all over the place in the playoffs this year. They're everywhere. Hmm. We don't have to let them mature for anything anymore. That's dumb. You wasted assets while you had a guy and you were in the Super Bowl window, and they didn't go for it. That's where I think if they have an owner in Green Bay, things are different. The owner is going to go, wait, wait, we got a like, we got a diamond here. We got to put some other jewels around him here. We can't just let him be a diamond in the middle of a haystack. Yeah. 
So here, the, the two picks they traded away yeah. were the 30th and 136. Man, they could have used a corner First, last night. So guess what? A but. corner was taken oh, with the 30th pick. Right, and all the good corners after it. So uh, the Miami Dolphins took Noah Igbenogany yeah. out of Illinois. Out of Auburn. Oh, Auburn. He yes. was out of Auburn. That's right. right. Uh, he was okay. Yeah. He wasn't anything special special. No. The 136th pick, that ended up going to the Rams. They took tight end Bryson Hopkins, who played only two offensive snaps. So it really wouldn't have helped. <laughs> wouldn't have helped them at all. There was a lot of Final good corners say. on the board. There were. There was a lot of good Chase wide receivers on the board. Still out there. there was a lot of good defensive tackles on the mm-hmm. board. Yeah. Um, but either way, I, I don't know what else to say. But the, I, would, I would imagine that's the way he feels yeah. a little bit. And well, what point – so like, if you're, let me ask you this, and like your honest answer – like, if you're an Aaron Rodgers, at what point do you go, wait, okay, they drafted a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to get rid of me at some point. Right. So why don't I just kind of tell them when I'm ready to get rid of mm-hmm. Like, what, you, is he just going to sit back and be like, hey, you guys just let me know when you're going to fuck me over, and uh, then we'll talk a little more. Or maybe he just goes, no, I'll control the situation. What if, what if Green Bay did this? Yeah. What if they traded Jordan Love? Not unheard of. It's not. Josh Rosen got traded a year sure. after. Of course, he played. But, but, but like, what are you going to trade him for like right he, now? But, like, his stock for Jordan Love, like, Josh Rosen's stock went down, right, after, after a down. year where it wasn't very good. But he got to play a little, at least, too. Well, yeah, but, the, right. but it caused his stock to go down. Jordan I Love, you're, you're not gonna I, get, like, his stock has – why would it have gone down? I know, but he was a, a, a lightning rod of a pick anyways – I think there's a lot of people that didn't like him in the draft either. I was one that liked him. I think there's a lot that don't. We'll see. It's, it's 50-50 on that. He's not going to get a trade market at this point. Why? I, because He could. I, I don't think he's going to get anything special. Not for We drafted a first-round pick, and here you go. Here's, here's our first-round pick for what, a fourth-rounder, a third-rounder? I just don't think why that's going to Why would his value go down that? Because, okay, if Green Bay didn't trade up to get him last year, right. where, do you think, where do you think he realistically would have gone? Second round somewhere we, around there? No? No, yeah. I think probably would have gone. If Green Bay doesn't trade for I yes, I think somewhere in the second round he gets okay. drafted. Yes. So I, I don't know why he would his Because his he just stock we didn't get to fallen. see preseason. Well yeah. Or some we're gonna trade. He had for a him. year learning under Aaron Rodgers. You're gonna trade for him to be your backup or what? I mean that's that's what I, I just I'm just saying if you're a team that right. there, there are some good quarterbacks out there. If yeah. there's a team that misses out on one of the good quarterbacks this year and the Green Bay Packers say we want to trade you Jordan Love for a second round pick. Maybe you do it. I, I mean, sure. I just don't think there's going to be a team that's going to say that. I don't. Because it would be a reversal of why did you trade up to get him then? Well, right? You that, obviously and saw I, I think something there's going to be. I think he's a guy that's very raw and he's looked at as a project too. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to command it. He wasn't a top ten pick like Josh Rosen either. And you know, of course, they weren't looking to draft another guy to replace him anyways yeah. either. I'm just. I, I don't listen. I don't, I don't know. know. Hey, listen, if they could do that, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. all good. It doesn't, still doesn't make up that nothing from last year's draft helped them win this game yesterday. Okay. And that's what he's probably sick of. Nor did anything in free agency help him either. You know? And I'm sure he's sick of that. And then yet he sees Brady, who had a team of all-stars around him. They signed Antonio Brown halfway through the year. He was probably like, what? He's got all-stars. Now they're going to give him another one? So I'm sure he's just annoyed by all of that. Rodgers can go away right now and just go, man, the team has failed me repeatedly, repeatedly, whether it's play on the field, decisions by coaches, draft picks, whatever. And I think that's probably what's stewing in his brain, his soul, and everything today. So they lose, and now we have to bury them. 
We have to bury them in the ground. You because their season bury, is bury my little Aaron Rodgers. That's true. Rogers. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep him above ground. <laughs> okay. But the team is buried now. It is time for Requiem for a Team, Green Bay Packers edition. Here lie the Green Bay Packers, a team that plays in such a weak division, by the way, that they should consider scheduling some tougher non-conference opponents so that they're prepared when they get into the playoffs, right? It's like, like a college that. team. Right. Got to play like, the Lions twice a year. Exactly. That's not a good <laughs> tune-up for when we have to take on Tom Brady. All right. An ending we all did hate. Aaron Rodgers not allowed to create. But fa Packer fans don't shed a tear. You have nothing to fear. I'm sure Jordan Love will be great. I'm sure he's going to be good. <laughs> I like don't it. Don't worry. Don't good worry. One. Goodbye, Green or, Bay. Or he'll be traded. Who knows? Well done. Who knows? Well All right. Done. So it's uh, sad that we have to bury the Green Bay Packers hey. and Aaron Rodgers, but they'll be back. I, I, Maybe not together, but they'll be back. I, I hope we broke that game down good. <laughs> I, don't I, know. I we, think we did. We did everything there. I know I was emotional about it. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I get emotional. You know that about a lot of – but I will just say this to end it, and let's move on to the other game. <laughs> Pete's going, No. I, yeah, I'm, uh, I wear my heart in my sleeve just about at all facets of my life. But I, I don't think I was ever as hurt for an athlete as I was for Aaron Rodgers last night. Really? Yeah, I don't think ever. I don't think ever after a sporting event or anything did I ever walk away going, You, know, you were an athlete. Did I, you I feel it some, as I, though you had You know lost. what's funny? I told my dad on the phone last night. I said, I feel like that's about as crushed as I've been watching a football game since I've watched you play. Hmm. Like, that's the way I felt. Wow. I just, I always feel for those guys, those kind of guys. You know, listen, I felt like that for Brady when they lost the 2007 Super Bowl to the Giants. I just went, man, he was just this close. He played this amazing year. He was great in the Super Bowl against a good defense. And, like, yeah. I always feel for those guys and those moments and things like that. And I just get so sick of the constant narrative, negative narrative around Aaron Rodgers at times, it just bothers me. So I felt for him last night. Aaron Rodgers, still some drama there. Hopefully he can come back, maybe with the Green yep. Bay Packers. We will see. Uh, we spent about an hour on that game. We so really did. That means did. we got Holy about five minutes balls. on this game, uh, which, you know, we don't need that much time. We don't, actually, uh, Chiefs though. were the better team. They beat the Bills. They're going to the Super Bowl. See you That's Super Bowl it. Sunday, right. guys. Good pot. Paul's going to be on Wednesday. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> no. I, I don't think you're that far off. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's, let's, let's be real here. Um, the Chiefs were in another class of them. It just shows you that they're, Buffalo's not quite there yet. And it just shows you, too, you know, Kansas City's of evolution. Like, oh, Buffalo played us this way the first time, so we'll run the ball. But they realize, like, we're not a running team. We're not going to, like, build on that. We need to get better at the short passes and things like that. And you saw last night. I mean, Mahomes really never threw the ball deep the whole game, other he, than one throw, right? He has not thrown the ball deep all playoffs. Because everybody's shit scared of the deep pass. So they've grown this short, pick-you-apart offense now that makes them, you know, like Brady and New England Drew Brees' surgical, where they can just go, fine, you're going to take away all these deep throws? We'll throw it for six, throw it for eight. And we'll just pick you apart that way. Throw it for five and have Tyreek Hill run, run 76. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was insane. The, what's the number right here? So uh, Mahomes uh, has yet to complete a deep pass in the postseason. He's, oh, uh, yeah, he's yet to complete a deep pass. Wow. In the yeah. season. Only 0 for 2. I guess he's only thrown a couple. I, I, I was going to say, I don't really remember one in Cleveland. Last night we had one on the first drive, right? Remember? And Tyreek dropped the little post oh, corner. Right, yeah. that, was, that was the only deep ball I remember throughout the game. But. Who cares? Doesn't matter. 
They're still making you defend the whole field by the way they're calling plays and the formations. And then yet they always have some underneath concept to go, oh, wait, you're playing way off? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we got Travis Kelsey under here. Now that everybody's deep and you have one linebacker underneath, we're just going to let Kelsey abuse this linebacker, and you can't stop that. They have so many ways to do it. That, that's what, what's impressive. They're, they're just such a tough, physical, rise-to-the-challenge football team. That's what I love about Kansas City. Well, it's so weird. It's like you hear for years. Like, you can't, don't, you're not going to just turn it on. You can't just turn it on <laughs> right? once you get to the playoffs. Right? You know, if you're not playing well, you, I know. you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And the Chiefs can just, they just turn it on. They are. They're like a youth, <laughs> youth co- uh, sports coach's nightmare because yeah. they, they are. They are that way. You're right. I mean, throughout like the whole year. You made year, me a liar. You yeah. did turn it on. You did turn it on. You yeah. did wait to the championship game to play a complete football game. Do you what think, the hell? Do you think Andy Reid is one of the best at taking his great players yeah. and putting them in positions where other teams don't have a chance. I'm thinking like the speed of Tyreek Hill, the right. speed of Miko Hardman right. as well, right. and just the mismatch that Travis Kelsey is. Yes. It's like basically you have these advantages, and Andy Reid is so good at making sure that he can use them as advantages. Like you're not going to take Tyreek Hill, it seems like, out of a game in the no. playoffs. You're not going to take Travis Kelsey out of a game in the playoffs. It's, they, they make it too hard on you. You know, one, one, he always attacks. It's never like, oh, they're doing this, so let me like – let me, like, you know, tuck my tail behind me and change my game plan. He, he never really changes for anybody. He gives them schematical advantages, first off, with all the movements and motions and different formations. You know, and he coaches and has created a culture a lot like we talked about with the Bucks, with their head coach. Oh, this is a big game? We're going to go out and let it loose. Yeah. That's what we do. They don't go, oh, it's a big game. we got to be really detailed and make sure we get right in the right spots. And, oh, coach told me to go through this check. They, they're not like that. That lends them to play free and fast in these type of football games. And then, yes, he's a great game planner to find a few wrinkles to get those guys going. And he never lets you off the hook with them, I think is what we're saying. Like, he's never like, Oh, well, they're probably going to take Tyreek Hill away, so let me figure out other ways to get out. He just goes, no, no, if they try to take him away, we'll do this. And if they try to take him away, we'll run him on this route. And they try to change it that way. So they keep the pressure on you that way. And really, at the end of the day, you just saw Kansas City on both sides of the ball, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, just has a few better, just a few more men, ballers, alphas, whatever you want to say, that are made for that type of football game right there. Travis Kelsey, 13 receptions, ties a playoff record for a tight end with Shannon Sharp and Kellen Winslow. Tyreek Hill, 172 yards receiving. That is a Chiefs playoff record. Uh, Logan Haynes, five, wants to take a closer look at that Tyreek. Yeah. 70-yard slant play. Maybe can break down some of the things you just said, what Andy Reid can do to get Tyreek Hill open. And this was in response. I mean, this was a killer for the Bills because they were getting crushed on social media for – I don't think they knew it at the time, but for kicking those two field goals at right. the end of the half right. and then beginning of the second half. And then what did the Chiefs do to answer four plays, 75 yards, touchdown, the big play coming right here, Chris. Yep, right. And so here we go. We got like trips, like a little trips left formation to that side, right? So it's Kelsey. They got Hill in the slot. It's really hard to get in this formation and double both of these guys, too. That's what you got to remember. They're both next to each other. So like defenses are going to be like, hey, let's put four guys over here just for these two guys, and we'll figure out how to defend the rest of the team with – are seven guys on their nine guys. No, that's not going to work. You're going to be in a mismatch. So these are the little things he does. Brings back the back into the backfield. Now he knows what kind of coverage it is within that, 
right? And it's a man-to-man -man coverage. Let me just go back one more time and rewind that one more time if you can, Pete. You know, but so let it go. Daryl Williams back in the backfield, right? Goes across to the other side. And I believe this is an RPO, right? It's either an RPO or some sort of play action pass or something like that. But that's the bind they put you in too. And that speaks to your, your point about what Reed does for them. So let's run the ball, but put Tyreek here. And the guy we're putting in the bind has to stop the run or stop Tyreek. Which one does he want to do? Oh, oh, he wanted to go to the run that time? You, you keep your eyes on him, Mahomes, as we go across. And then when you see him go too aggressive to the run, there will be a hole there to throw to Tyreek. Oh, and if he just sits there, then hand the ball off. And now they have one extra guy. So that's, that's where, like, to your answer your question, that's where Andy Reid's great. Yeah. He goes, wait, this can put them in a bind. And now how can I make it even worse with the personnel I have? Oh, let me put this guy here. And now they're really in a bad spot. And – uh, that's where Tyreek's special, yeah. and that's why he's the number one weapon in football and I think would still probably be my first pick as a receiver. It's, you know, I know I said DK, I think, during the middle yeah, of the year or okay. whatever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm cheating on him. I've gone unchained. back. It would be unchanged. Tyreek at the top. Devontae may be in the team, may be able to get in the top ten. We'll have to see about that. Um, but, but, yeah, it's almost like watching this game. I was like, this, is, this reminds me of a basketball team in so many ways. You know, some of the, the plays they design. But it's like if they're down 9 nothing in the first quarter, it's like a basketball team being down 9 nothing in the first quarter. Like it doesn't, it's irrelevant. It, it, well, like, Whatever happens in the first quarter is irrelevant. No, like, <laughs> it but, doesn't matter. But seriously, though, like did you – when they were down 9 nothing, there was like zero panic. I thought it was a requirement. I thought it was like we need – this is our game plan. It's like you script your first, you know, series. And then you like we get down nine nothing. Good, right. it's going to plan. Right. Now we come back. Now we come back yeah. and just unleash the <laughs> unleash the kitchen sink on yeah. you. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a team. First off, the double digit, you know, deficits mean nothing to them. Nothing. You don't care. And you know, after you saw that first drive to where they scored a touchdown and went down and made a nine seven. I don't know about you, but I was kind of just like, uh-oh, this, this doesn't look good for Buffalo. That was way too easy. Yeah. And really, from that point on, I mean, at 9-7, I really kind of sat there and just went, um, well, it's like they gifted him the touchdown with the fumbled exactly punt. Exactly right. And then you go right back to Hardman, and he gets the touchdown, then the 50-yard run, and they're, they're off. And they're off, they're off and running. That's, it, that's exactly right. They're, so, just, they're just special. They have such a knack for big plays, and they really thrive in these type of moments. So we knew what the Chiefs' offense can do in the postseason. They proved it once again. Maybe more credit goes to the Chiefs' Got defense to. here. Yeah. And so this one comes from Orion Chiselwit, who – chimes in uh, quite often with us here on Unbutton on PFT as well. We thank him for that. Yep, we do. For self-scout thyself, you've yeah. been waxing poetic about Josh Allen's improved ability to pick up blitzes over the past few weeks. What did Spagnolo dial up yesterday that led to Josh struggling in these situations? So Allen versus the Blitz was 10 for 19, 88 yards, did have a touchdown, but also was sacked one time. Yeah, I mean, listen, it looked like Spags fooled them a few times. I didn't come away also... So, like, we talked about with Andy Reid with the movement and the schematic. Like, I, you know, I thought Buffalo was a little stagnant last night. I, I, I honestly thought we might see more bells and whistles out of their offense in the football game altogether. Um, I think two things jumped out to me about it. And, and, and I haven't really gotten to really study this film mm -hmm. yet. So, 
uh, for our man Channel with Oh, what yeah. is it? Orion Chuzzlewit. Orion Chuzzlewit. Orion Chuzzlewit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'll might hit more of it. it. Might not be his real name. I though. doubt it is. But I'll get to it um, on on Wednesday's podcast right. and give you a little bit better feel. But two things, and I think you know, I heard Nate Burleson hit on it at halftime a little bit. The Chiefs' secondary was phenomenal in the football game. I mean, we saw plays where he extended the plays for seven and eight seconds, and nobody ever got open. Romo showed it repeatedly through the second half. The secondary is very talented, and I think what we saw too, at least in my opinion, you know, towards the end of the year, is Buffalo's skill guys are good. They're not special. They have one special guy in Diggs. The rest of the guys are just good guys. John Brown was non-existent last night. Cole Beasley is good in his little role. But I think what you saw with Buffalo last night, they need another guy. Hmm. They needed somebody else. I mean, Mahomes has Hill and Kelsey. Diggs just – I mean, Josh Allen just has Diggs. The other guys are good, but they're just other guys. That's who they are. So I think there's, there's a need there. But here's the biggest thing to me, Ahmed. You know, I was just amazed that Kansas City kind of dominated them up front pass protection-wise. And then when he tried to get out of the pocket – I mean, Frank Clark and Chris Jones and all of them, I mean, they were breathing down his neck. I mean, they, they were right there to be had. I mean, I, I, they did a good job of containing him and staying on his ass to where he didn't get to get out of the pocket and then set up, right? That's where you see Josh Allen right. become scary. He runs out of the pocket, and now he sets up, and now he gets to manipulate it with his eyes, but yeah. more importantly, he gets to get his legs underneath him to where he can throw a rifle through any window there is. And they never really let him do that last night. He had to take off and run. He had to he did take off, run, times. or he had to run full speed and try to throw the ball like that on the run, yeah. and that's very difficult to do. Uh, Juan Thornhill, someone you wanted to single yes. out. Five targets in coverage, Woo. just allowed one catch, six yards, four passes defended. Yeah, when they blitzed Allen, he only uh, had 4.6 yards per attempt. And so he was. So rare. He's the best quarterback in football against the Blitz. Exactly. All year long. You know, and it's, it's, it's really a tribute to Spagnolo. They're a team and a unit on that defensive side of the ball. They just got better and better throughout the year, too. And, you know, they're, we've they did last year, too. Remember they that? did, I know. They do every year. That's what they, I mean, that's, that's where I give them a lot of credit. And, you know, the, the one thing they do is they throw their bodies around with just they, no care at all. They could care less. Coach, you said run through the steel wall. We're going to try to do it. No problem. But, you know, the thing that jumps out to me about them, it's like where practice makes perfect, too, is they're a feast or famine team. That's what I call them. That's what, like, my old coaches would have called them. It's going to be all-out blitz mm -hmm. where they have to play man-to-man. Right? So they've got to do that so much that they've become very good at man-to-man. -man. They really know how to play their techniques, what to expect in certain down and distances mm. and formations. And then Spagnola also gives them the great credit of disguising and doing crazy crap, too, to make them feel and look better, too. So not every play has to be, i got to stop you and can't let you. Every now and then they get a break where they go, I just got to drop into this zone, and we got a bunch of crazy shit going, and now I can kind of just be a football player and read the quarterback's eyes and watch it. So it's a great defense to be a part of, and uh, they've really mastered it that way. So what do you think the Bills moving forward? This is a giant step for them. Huge. Defense was not as good as they wanted, right. um, but offense took a step forward. Stephon Diggs was huge for them. Yep. What do they need to do? Because I heard you talking about it with Mike on the show, and he was not poo-pooing, but the idea that oh, they're definitely going to be back. And you can never say anything definite yeah, about right. the NFL. Right. But I will say, 
they're in a better spot to be back than any other team, I think, outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. What a great. you got the quarterback, and you've got a, an offense that's yeah. got a good philosophy, Brian Dayball. Yep, got some good young offensive linemen that are good. So what, what do they need to do? Do they need to develop more of a, of a running attack, of a threat of a running attack? What do they need to do defensively? Because I think what they are right now is good, but – no, no shame that you're not quite up to the Chiefs' level yet. No, yeah, they're not up to that level yet, definitely. I mean, we saw these deficiencies throughout the year to where they did a great job hiding them and doing things like that. I really think it just comes down to the, the, the Jimmies and the Joes. They need a few extra Jimmies and Joes. They need a few extra studs like we started off the segment talking about the Chiefs. There's really no guy in the front seven where you go, oh, he's a handful. Mm -hmm. But you look at Kansas City and you go, well, they got two of them, Frank right. Clark and Chris Jones. And then other good players around them. You know, there's no guy. They have Tredavious White, but as I always tell people, they're a big zone team in Buffalo, right? So they need another corner, in my opinion. They need another big-time defensive lineman, in my opinion. They, they, I would expect them to get back to the running game. I don't know where that went wrong this year. I do think they're too talented up front to not have a little bit of a run game. And you have a quarterback who has – either the biggest arm or second biggest arm in the sport, and play-action pass would work well with him. I mean, yeah. it would be dangerous. You know, so, but I think you know, between that, they do have a Zach Moss and see how that goes, but I think they do need another legit weapon on the outside. We just saw in too many big games this year, yeah, Allen and Diggs got it done. But as you saw, that's just not enough in these games. They need one other guy. You got to have it. Oh, Evans isn't open? I got Godwin. Okay, we'll work Godwin today. Oh, and then, you know, there's a Gronk, whatever. You need the, the, the everybody needs a, a Robin to their Batman. Mm -hmm. And th that, to me, would be the, the things I would look for. Difference-making defensive lineman, another cover corner, and I think another stud wide receiver. So knowing your deficiencies in this game, and this is how I'll wrap it up, were you surprised at the fact that they kicked some field goals? Rav Buffalo says, were the Bills too conservative with settling for field goals at the end of the half? rather than going for broke in this game. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you know the deficiencies. He knows the deficiencies. Maybe Sean McDermott doesn't want to admit that there are some deficiencies on defense because he's a defensive-minded guy. But uh, were you surprised by that? Do you think those were the, the right call? Well, okay, so I think the thing that – the one at the end of the half I don't have a huge issue with. You know, I, I understand. You're right. They're going to have to – you have to push the envelope at some point. It's Which, Kansas City. You know, they did what? Early in the game, they went for fourth down right at midfield. I so know. So, it's like at that point, you're like, wow, they know what they got to do. And they haven't been scared all year long. You know, I just think they got into a – it's fourth and two, right? It's right before the half. Their defense has played pretty good. It was hard work to get down here. And I think they just thought, let's go in with something positive at the half instead of mm -hmm. being down 21-9 to nine and being like, man, we're, we're in deep shit. You know, I, so I don't have as much of an issue with that. It is the first half. So we're not like – I don't believe in chasing points, you know, at 21-9 to 9 or things. Like, you, gotta, you just got to play football and keep the pressure on them from that. That one is not as bad to me. You know, the one, I guess, later on is the one then where I would go, that one I don't agree with, right? You know, what do we got? Fourth and three on the Kansas City eight. It's 24-15 to 15 at this point, right? No, yeah. it's 24-12. to 12. It's 24 to 12, and yeah. now we know your defense can't stop them. It's, it's official. It's the third quarter. They just marched right down the field on you and got a field goal, and you're lucky they didn't score a touchdown. So now we got to go for it and push the envelope. That was the one I had the issue with. One before the half to make it 21-12, I can deal with. 24 to 12 now, 
all right, it's third quarter, and it's Mahomes, and it doesn't look good, and you're smart, and you've been a coacher in a lot of games. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's ratchet up the uh, intensity that way. And then you kick the field goal, and like I mentioned, four plays, 75 yards. It's the over. Chiefs and now the game's over. Touchdown. Exactly yeah, well, right. Needed that game was but, over. But realistically, it didn't probably have an impact on the game because you think, what? What's going to happen? You go for both those fourth downs, maybe you get one of them. Yeah. Maybe you score the touchdown on one of them. So you end up with seven points instead of the six points that you got from the two field goals. So right. You would have liked to have seen them. In retrospect, if you know you're going to give up 38, sure. you got to go for those. But it's a great year. Defensible. Great year. Great year. And all we can say is this. You and I were watching the game, mm-hmm. and it was clear who the better team was. Correct. It wasn't, that wasn't even a debate. And, you know, listen, and let's just say this, too. I, I, to me, were you, did you feel clear in the first game, too? I felt clear that the Bucks were the better team. Was I disappointed that Green Bay – I wrote, and I said in my breakdown last week, Pete can attest to this, after a week six matchup, I wrote, this is a bad matchup mm-hmm. for the Packers – the Bucks will win this nine out of ten times. Yesterday was one of the times. Yeah. That's where I got frustrated by it. I think the Bucks were the better team, but they made some mistakes. Brady throwing the interceptions and things that they left the door open, and Green Bay didn't capitalize. And of course, that's some bad breaks. I don't know too. because. What do you feel there? You uh, with the. I, I look at the Packers game and I think, okay, you had Devontae Adams drop a touchdown. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. That's normally not going to happen. You have the weird defensive setup at the end of the first half that gives up a touchdown that you should not give up. And then you have a big hit, credit to the Bucks to start the second half that results in a fumble and an eight-yard touchdown drive one play later. I was like, those are three monumental. monumental. And you, got, you can't take away from what the Bucks did on those plays. Uh, but, you know, Devontae Adams dropped it. Brain fart by the defensive scheme of the, the Packers. Right. I'm like, those are three huge plays. And you take those plays out. Yeah. Of course, you can always do that for any know, game, but I was I like, but those are, those are weird mistakes. They are weird mistakes. Those it's are not weird like we, mistakes. It's not like you beat us into submission. We yes. did stuff that were like, we, we do all the time, and we just mess it up. Or and whatever. despite that, it was only a one-score game. And so Packers you're saying it was – I thought the Packers really were – Maybe the better team or close so. to it? Okay. I thought so. And for most of that game, I thought. Yeah. Played better. Yeah. I don't know. But – they were both good. It's a tough one. They're both good. You're right. I, may, I sometimes, I think, tend to favor the team that I feel like was the more physical one. Yeah. And maybe don't think about things like that that way. But you're sure. right. It's very close. Definitely closer than the Chiefs-Bills game. We know who was better there. And the other one was uh, obviously debatable. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I got, we have to do it. I'm yeah. sorry, we have to bury it's okay. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. My boy Blue. Here lie the Buffalo Bills, a team whose offense and defense both took the next step. The offense just happened to be in a different direction than the defense. So that, that step was <laughs> forward and backwards. Uh, Sean McDermott, we bid you adieu. Kicking on fourth down might need a review. But Josh Allen is here in Chris's top tier. I'm so happy for your big boy blue. Thank you. There he is, Josh blue. Allen. My boy blue. Uh, yeah, he did. He took, he is now in. Like, you always had him in a special category, but now he is in a lot of people's special category. I think he is. I think Josh uh, Allen has proved the I, naysayers wrong. I, I believe so. I think it's been – I think the world saw enough of him. And yeah. then even, like, last night, even though the game wasn't perfect, you could see – He was the best thing they had. Exactly. He was the only thing they had. He had 88 yards rushing. He had 290 yards throwing the yeah. football. You know, yes, he's a superstar. That's why I said, like – you know, they need one more guy. Just one more. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a superstar. Could just be a really good number two or a 1A or whatever. But I think that'll bring him into another stratosphere, too, and their team into another stratosphere to where they could be scary. You know, I, I bet you they don't draft a quarterback in the end of the first round this year. I mean, probably they try not. to go all in on Josh Allen. But those naysayers will always come back if you start struggling because they always want to oh, be course. right. I always want to be like, see, I was, I was right. right. I was right oh, after yes. all. Right. He's making some dumb mistakes. He's got no accuracy. Uh, the Bills are done, but they're good. They'll be back in similar positions in the future. And now we have the first ever Super Bowl between the last two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. That's amazing. First time it's ever happened. It really is. Early line. The Chiefs opened at three and a half. minus three and a half. Yeah. It has already been bet down, though, to Chiefs minus three. Ooh. So some early money on Tom Brady, the GOAT, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. It's, it is, well, uh, just right off the bat, I'll tell you, this is the first thing that concerns me. I mean, Kansas City doesn't have either of their starting tackles against yeah. this pass rush. Well, uh, yeah, Fisher's out. Schwartz, Schwartz has been maybe out. back. He might be he back, might be right? Back. We don't know yet. So that would be huge if he's out. But that's that's going to be the key, one of the keys of the game. I mean, it really will be. This will be the total game of really, yeah, the buck. It's going to be like JPP when he used to play Brady in the Super Bowl. He's going to be fed the whole week. We have to get to the quarterback. If you can't get to the quarterback, we can't win the game. Yeah. We're not going to – we have no chance unless our front four gets – and that's when D. Lyman become rabid, scary monsters. And you, can we can win over. this. We can, we win, can win the Super Bowl. If we take over yeah. and they start getting like that. And then the offensive line's not quite ready for that intensity, especially when you haven't played a game the week before and things like that, to where that'll be something to watch for. But on the other side – Kansas City made Brady do some really dumb things the first time around because they pressured him. And we know they can get pressure with their front four or their creative blitzes too. So I'm yeah. really excited. There's a lot of awesome – you have really – again, and people out there listening, you tell me, are these the two best wide receiving cores in football, the two most explosive weapons in football? It's up there. Yeah. It's in the convo. Yeah. You know, they got some stud defensive linemen on both sides of the ball, some playmaking DBs on both sides of the ball. Yeah, this game is not lacking star it power. It is not it's lacking stack power, stars. and it's a really interesting matchup altogether. Offensively and defensively. So you're going to get more – you'll have time to get into the Super Bowl. We'll have yeah, time we to get time. there. Um, that's an early preview right there. But before we go, I do want to uh, tip my cap – 
a moment of appreciation for my second favorite NFL player of all time. Number one's Barry Sanders, always will be number one. And number two, Matthew Stafford. It looks like 12 years in Detroit is enough for any man, at least with the Lions. Uh, and it is apparently for Matthew Stafford mutually agreeing to part ways Good. from the team. And so it uh, looks like they're going to pursue a trade. He is, I looked this up, fourth quarter comebacks. He has 31. Only three active quarterbacks have more than him. Brady's right one. Now. Brady Rogers, is one. He's number another. one. Rodgers is, is not on there. Well, okay. He, he's had too many leads. Uh, it's a little bit of a, yeah, it's all right. a stat like you got to be on a bad team. But no, Brady's number one. Yep. Breeze is number two. Okay. Roethlisberger is number three. Mm, good ones. All three have played at least five more years than Matthew Stafford. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's the Stafford's best thing to happen to the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah, he'll find a team out there, and I will root for him, unless he goes to the Bears. If he goes to any other team, I will root for him. I, I agree, and Matt Stafford's a guy that like I'm rooting for big time too. One of those guys that like I, I feel like I we pride ourselves on these kind of guys in the podcast. Way better than the public gives him respect for. Mm-hmm. Really awesome. Never had a support system around him really. And I mean I would think there's gonna be some teams clamoring for his services. It's one of the greatest arms, the greatest throwers, passers in the history of football. That's how talented he is. If you were the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. And I looked it up. Stafford's no. thirty two. I know, which is another amazing thing. He's I mean, not that Matt old. Stafford He's literally has eight or ten more years in his career left if he wants. Would you take? Would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Trevor Lawrence? I, I would still go with Trevor Lawrence at this point, just for what you're building, just to build the. You know, you can get a Trevor Lawrence, build with a young core, really build something special. You know, he's not been beat up, and there's still an aura around him. Mm-hmm. Stafford. You know, he has been beat up a little bit, all right? There is going to be some naysayers. And if it does turn negative at all, people are going to go, well, that's what you get. You brought Matt Stafford here. You could have had Trevor Lawrence. So, no, I would tell them to go Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and you you got to factor in the cap hits and all that. Rookie contract for a quarterback is very favorable because you can fill out the rest of your roster uh, a little easier that way. His contract situation is very doable for this. Stafford? Yeah, it's not going to hurt Detroit. It's going to be very easy on all parties. And I would think that would add to the market, too. And this is a topic for another podcast, yeah. but it is kind of interesting. Are we starting to get into what the NBA is seeing, where these superstar players are kind of realizing their power? Yes. And now quarterbacks yes. could realize that power. Right. Antonio start- Brown started a few years ago. Yeah. I feel like. he and now all the quarterbacks. Up. You know, you got Deshaun Watson. Right. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Right. Matt Stafford right now. Right. They're, they're just saying, hey, they're going like, you know, LeBron, like, or any of that. They're just going, I'm not going to succumb to just the luck that my organization runs things the right way. I mean, that's what they're saying. They're going to go, no, fuck that. You guys can't run it the right way. I'm going to go somewhere that can, and we'll see what happens. I've got 10 years maybe at most if it goes really well. And everybody judges these people on this. So, yeah, these quarterbacks and the NFL players have realized they have more power than they ever realized. And, yeah, certain players like Antonio Brown and other guys, I think, have opened their eyes to that, along with the narrative they hear around them. And I think the NBA players, they see that and then making the moves and it improves their brand when they win and win championships and do all of those things. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be something we're going to continue to see as we go into the future with, with top-tier quarterbacks who aren't, aren't happy. Oh, and Pete put in a note here to cheer me up. Yeah. 
Oh, this is good. He said, at least you still have Matt Prater. Which Bold. is true. Prater. The third best lion of all time, outside of Barry Sanders, Matt Stafford. Actually, maybe then Jason Hansen and then Matt Prater. So he might be fourth all time. All right. All well, right. we did it. Now Saturday. you just have two weeks, two weeks to, to talk break about a the Super big Bowl. game. That's right. You're not going to travel, though. No, we're not. It. Nobody's really going. I don't know. We're just going to sit here and talk football and, and go through it. And I don't even know what we're going to talk about on the Wednesday podcast. I mean, at some point, we're going to deep dive the matchup and really break it down. I just don't know whether Pete wants to do that this Wednesday or next Wednesday leading to the Super Bowl. But we might do some stuff uh, and then get okay. Phil. Big Phil will be here and we'll just talk game and what we saw from last week. I'm going to really study these films tomorrow and see if I can't find a few other nuances from Championship Sunday, too. You've got Mahomes versus Brady. Brady. That's all you need to say. The Bucks. You're done. At home. Ready for the game. <laughs> Peace. All right, everybody. Be good. Tune in on Wednesday. Ahmed, you the man. Appreciate you driving the ship, as always. Everybody, be good out there. Talk to you Wednesday. Clap it up. up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.